Hmm, that's weird. That's weird. Kind of weary me out. You are a sad, strange little man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Isn't that weird? That's weird, man. It's strange. What's up, campers? Welcome back to Camp Strange. This is episode 54, and I am your camp counselor, Alex Tobin. And I'm your other camp counselor, David Stokes. And we're back to bring the spooky, wacky, weird, strange, and unbelievable shit. A lot of shit here. A lot of shit. Bullshit. And um, we don't mess around. We get right into these stories, these new stories, before we get into these uh, lengthier boys we got for you. So, uh... I'll start by telling you that uh, Amelia Earhart's remains were never found. This horrifying what? theory could explain why. So I clicked this because I thought it was very interesting. So 82 years ago, as most of us know, Amelia Earhart vanished out of nowhere. And that's kind of like one of the one of the uh, pillars of the Bermuda Triangle. But did you know that there's somebody else with her? There's navigator Fred Noonan. Okay. So, uh, I didn't, I mean, I never thought about it, but it makes sense that she wasn't alone. Yeah. Because people didn't pilot planes then or now alone, right? Uh, you can do it now. But, but for the most part, like, they didn't have the trinkets and, like, the GPS like they did back then. So, like, yeah. this guy was, like, telling her, like, where to go and stuff. But Left. Right. <laughs> straight forever. And, but they're going around the world. So, trust me, run into that island. <laughs> literally, you could have just been, like, straight until we hit the same spot. Mm hmm. But um, I'm not a pilot, so... Clearly. Um, but, so, uh, her body was never found. Uh, the plane was never found. Uh, Fred Noonan was never found. But apparently National Geographic reported that, according to one theory, one or both may have survived a crash landing on a remote Pacific atoll. You know, like atolls, like an island jutting out or something. We've talked about it before. Yeah, I think we have. Uh like snake I island, had a, maybe. yeah I had a definition at one point and yeah. I forgot it so um and after some period of time like hanging out on the atoll apparently uh they died there you know due to natural causes they lived a long life the, together uh, but but the interesting thing is you know they still would have found some some bones there but then they thought or at least like a body but then they thought they were devoured by crabs mm-hmm including massive coconut crabs. Oh, those motherfuckers are huge. That can measure three feet across from leg to leg. Yeah. And they think that they dragged their bo- their bones into uh, burrows where, like, all the crabs live. So Yeah. Well, you know, the thing about coconut crabs is it's not so much that they're big, but they're dummy thick. Oh, yeah. They're fucking – yeah. They're like, – yeah. They're, I don't think you could crack them just by stepping on their them. Their limbs are huge. Yeah. Like they're, you, know, you think of crabs. They've got those, like, long, skinny legs. Coconut crabs got some dummy thick legs. Yeah, and, and apparently they also discovered, like, 13 human bones in wow. in the atoll. So somebody was on that island that died. 13 but, just hum- general bones or, like, 13 individuals' bones? Well, that's the thing. They – at the time, I think when they found them, they said they don't – they can't test the bones because they don't have them anymore. I, I don't know what they did with them. But they found the bones in 1940. And gave it to a daughter for a science project to make a necklace. And then, <laughs> and then they said they they claimed the rest of the remains have been dragged off by the crabs. So I guess they left like 13 bones. Uh, they left God some bones damn in there. Crabs. They're just stealing bones, crazy bones. Goddamn bone thieves. But yeah, so I mean, she might have landed and then just died on the island later because she was a pretty good pilot. So. Um, 
you know. Yeah. She, probably, she was probably able to get out of that maneuver. I Pro- don't know. Planes back then weren't very good at landing, even on concrete. That's true. But I, do they have eject? Yeah, they had ejection seats. You know, she probably didn't have to land it. She's probably ejected. You know? Yeah. She knows Crab Island, though. Crablin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me and my wife are going to go get married in Crablin. Yeah, it's oh, a beautiful Crablin. ceremony. Oh, I hear they drag your your bones up the altar. <laughs> Anyway, got a uh, ring bearer, but he took the ring to the ocean. He took it to the burrows. Uh, you got some news for me, though? Yeah, Red Bull to pay Canadians who did not receive wings after drinking it. Okay. Is Okay, I heard about a story very similar to this. I don't know if it was this story, but, like, is this recent? I believe so. Okay, because literally I remember... Yeah, they, this article came out today at noon. Okay, they some guy drank Red Bull and then jumped off a roof and, like, broke his leg or broke an arm or both of his legs. Okay. And he said that, I was under the impression that Red Bull gave you wings. Yeah. So I jumped off the roof when, in all reality, he was probably intoxicated. Yeah. And then Red Bull had to switch their uh, slogan. slogan to... Red Bull gives you wings. And yeah, that's like, why there's like five eyes in it now. Exactly. So yeah, they can't it's say not like, literal. Or I think they might have added a Z at the end too or some shit yeah. like that. But like it's not technically like wings anymore. So like what's yeah. what's going on with this guy? Like how do he work his way around this? Well, I think this is just like somehow it didn't – it whatever they did to fix the issue didn't work out in Canada. <laughs> They're like – we thought we eliminated all the people who would jump off a roof after. Uh, I assume he jumped off something, right? Um, you know, I don't know if there's actual a single case that's like this happened and I didn't have wings. If it's more of just like false advertisement uh, as a general that's such lawsuit. Bullshit! People are fucking awful. Yeah, that's so shitty. But like, it is also Red Bull, and they got mad money, so like, whatever. I remember I got either an email or something where it was like, "Have you purchased Red Bull in the last?" Like, year, do you have a receipt? If so, you can redeem, like, you can submit it and then get, like, a free Red Bull out of it. And I was like, why would I go out of my way to do that? A free Red Bull? I thought it was a class action lawsuit. Yeah, I think they fixed it, and it was more like a, hey, like, don't be mad at us. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I know a guy who uh, who signed up for a, like, back in the 90s, he signed up at, like, a county fair for, like, a, it was like a skull tent, you know, the dip. And he signed, yeah, I just did a commercial for him. Yeah, he just he he signed up at like a booth for like a mailing list, and yeah. he got like a check in the mail, and they're like, you you ate skull, ate skull, you did skull, swallowed it. I don't know. You said you dipped skull uh, through these years, so like you're entitled to some money because it probably had like more fiberglass in it than they were allowed to have or something. Yeah, but uh, so he got money off that just from signing up at a tent and a fair. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Sign up for everything, guys. Maybe that's where I saw it. Maybe it was uh, something like that, and they were like, hey. Yeah, it probably is something. Yeah. but And I also have right here, uh, as far as news goes, man paddleboards from California to Hawaii in 76 days. So this uh, nice Spanish man. That sounds terrifying. It really does, but. My biggest fear is deep water I can't see the bottom of, which, like, I'm fine if I can see, you know, easy easy access to seeing the bottom but no okay so a paddleboard so it's 2500 miles um from california to hawaii about yeah. that and he thought he could do it in 70 days that was his goal so he brought 90 days worth of food i don't okay. i don't like setting those parameters for myself because i feel like yeah. if some fucking shit goes wrong he had a gps but still you never know when it's gonna shit the bed i'm just thinking of how you'd pack the board 
Okay, so his it wasn't a typical board. It was almost like a it was like a boat, and it had like a little. It was like a very high tech boat. I don't know. It's it's hard. It's really hard to describe. But it okay. was. It looked like it had compartments. Yeah, it had okay. like a front compartment. It almost looked like a Kayak? giant, a giant uh, sea or something without like the handle. It, it was just like. Okay. I don't know. It's so fucking weird looking. But he could sleep in like the compartment in the front. Yeah. And then he like and he had like a GPS. He had like all this high tech stuff in it. So if it got really bad and stormy, because he got hit with a hurricane and it, and it shot him off course. But I think he just went in the cabin. And I think if the thing like flipped over, it would like flip back. Yeah. So he'd just get tossed around inside that little thing. But he had like a cool little setup in there. And I was like, I kind of want one of those because it measured. 24 feet long and included a sleeping cabin, solar panels to power his GPS device, and other useful electronics. But you also have to factor in the fact, like, the more you add to this fucking paddle board, the harder it's going to be to paddle that bitch. Yeah, it, yeah, true. I mean, but, like, I don't know. This thing looked heavy to begin with. Like, here, I'll show you what it looked like real quick. And it looks, like, look how big this thing is. Like, you wouldn't think you would be able to paddle that in the first place. Holy shit. Yeah, it's like... It looks like a You're t- right. It looks like a jet ski without the seat and the handlebars yeah. times five. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's pretty big, but um he, it looks like an X Wing cockpit. He fucking did it. It was yeah. really I think he said he also went across the Atlantic. Okay. I don't know. He's nuts. This guy he's fifty two. I want to see how like, yoked he is. He he's like a he's he looks like a um a Spanish bike rider. You know, he's he's toned. He's not like He's not big, but he's toned. Yeah, you can see like every muscle in his body. <laughs> and his skin looks like a leather-bound book. Oh, he's, love it. Isn't that sun for a while? Mm-hmm. That's vo- out there cooking. That volleyball got a hole in it for some reason, he's Wilson. Cooking. Wilson, what'd he do to you, Wilson? Wilson, tell us what he did. <laughs> but uh you got a, you got one more news story? Yeah, Eva Longoria lands directing gig for Flamin' Hot Cheetos biopic. I'm done. You're done. I'm done with this industry. All right, let's end it here. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, how do you do about like how they became how they came to be? Yeah, I don't know. Is this like a weird Super Bowl commercial type thing? They it's got a movie. Going? What the fuck? The the writer of Charlie St. Cloud and October Sky wrote the script. Okay, no, this is not matching up. None of this is matching up. Yeah. That writer with the with the rights to this movie and that director, like I don't get what's going on. He's just showing it. He's like, I can do anything. And so he was probably high with his friends, and he's like, man, I can make a movie about anything. They're like, they're all sitting in a circle eating flaming hot Cheetos. Go, do this, bitch. Is, and he said, okay. Is, is hot Cheeto the main character? Like, is it about the Cheeto Corporation? Like, I'm so. Confused. Well, the rumors are is uh, someone saw Eva Longoria at a uh, Trader Joe's and her skin was dyed red, so she might be playing a flaming hot Cheeto. <laughs> She's doubling. She's one of those director actors, you know. Yeah. Okay. She she plays Mr. Hot Cheeto. And Marlon Wayans pay, plays ninety percent of the cast. Oh my god! I saw that new movie he's gonna be in. <clears throat> when are they gonna stop doing that? I don't know. I was like Eddie Murphy already did it, and he may be the only person to ever successfully do it. <laughs> yeah, he did it. Uh, uh, Coming to America, which they're making a sequel for, by the way. Wait, he did it in Coming America. Yeah, he was the old. He was the Jewish dudes in the barbershop, the white dudes. Well, that doesn't count. Why? I'm talking about like, when you play the whole fucking family. Like he was clumps. nutty professor. Yeah, yeah. but or, he but he was also in Coming to America when he's like he's like ow and he's singing that song on stage. Okay, we're diverting too much, mm-hmm. but uh, I think it's like I guess I should rewatch that. Chocolate it's been love 20 years. or something. Yeah, he plays he plays like five characters in that movie or something. Okay. But um, okay, I think you guys are all caught up. So we'll, we'll get back to the, we'll get into these stories now. 
Which reminds me, we have an ad break to do. Oh, yeah, we do. So if you guys like coffee, like we do, and everybody in gosh darn America does, uh, go check out Spring Hill Jack Coffee because it's the best coffee you're going to put in your body. Uh, it's not no it's not no Folgers. It's not no uh, instant coffee. It's homemade, uh, smoked, cooked uh I don't know the terminology they use, but the beans is cooked. Okay? You, you got a Keurig, throw that shit in the garbage. The, the beans is cooked and they good. They good. They they turn you into a fast man or a fast woman. Or a fast whatever you want to be. Or a fast coconut crab. And you can just speed all up and down the street screaming about coconut crabs. And so go check out Spring Hill Jack. They're good. <laughs> and you can talk about coconut crabs. Yeah. It makes you talk about coconut crabs. It might. We can't confirm or deny. <laughs> start this rumor anyway go check them out at springheeljack.coffee they're great they have low prices and they're good people and you forgot uh, to say that's right dot coffee that's right dot coffee so go check them out now david i was wondering mm-hmm. how often do you dream how often do i dream how often do you dream that's a hard one um once a week you think a couple times a week I would say three times a week. Okay. I would say three well, or four. Well, if you're anything like me, then you dream about half the time your head hits the pillow. Sometimes the dreams are extremely vivid as you remember every detail of how you got pulled up from the crowd at a Smash Mouth concert mm-hmm. by Steve Harwell and sang a beautiful duet of Walking on the Sun. Is, well, that, is that his name? Well, yeah, it's Steve Harwell. I had to Google it. Yeah. So, uh, don't. For how many. <laughs> singers of like i'm not gonna say bad bands but how many singers i like know by name i'm surprised i didn't know that one yeah i knew nickelback that's chad yeah i don't know his last name it's just chad chad who's jonathan davis i don't know corn oh fuck okay (laughs) anyway like i was getting back to it um i'm gonna remember nickelback later but um like I was saying, you remember every detail of how you got pulled up out of the crowd at a Smash Mouth concert by Steve Harwell and sang a beautiful duet of Walking on the Sun while making out with flow from progressive commercials, while other times, just moments after you awake, the dreams slip right through your fingers, never to be recalled again. It really is a mixed bag every night, not knowing if you're going to be dunking over Michael Jordan or having Michael Jordan dunk you in a vat of boiling Gatorade. Even though most of us Forget these dreams just hours after. Some people all over the world have remembered a very specific dream they have all shared. A dream that differs in its content, but similar in one aspect. All the dreams contain a person. A person with no name, no history, no reason. Only a face. This is the legend behind this man. Who's this man? Exactly. <gasps> oh my lord. His name's this man. Everyone calls him this man. And now we'll get into the details behind this man. So in January 2006 in New York, the patient of a well-known psychiatrist drew the face of a man that had been repeatedly appearing in her dreams. In more than one occasion, the man had given her advice on her private life. The woman swore she had never met the man in her life. Have you ever had a reoccurring person in your dream? Oh, all the time. Yeah. I always get the reoccurring place, too. Oh, okay. Like, the same reoccurring place, like, a few reoccurring people, 
Okay. In situations. Okay. I get I, that a lot. I had I had a one guy. He was like a like a midget. Oh, you're not allowed to say that. He looked like Vern Troyer. <laughs> he looked like Vern Jesus, Troyer. Jesus, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, he looked like Vern Troyer. A non-lizard LP. Yes. And uh, he <laughs> he had a bald head. He had veins going through his head. And his, what he would do is he would chase me down the halls, and he would tickle me till I couldn't breathe anymore, and I suffocated. Okay. It was terrifying. He had little sharp teeth and a veiny head, and it was like, and he was completely bald, and it was so fucking scary. And I remember one time I killed him because I <laughs> opened the drawer. I actually killed him, and he never came back. But I opened the drawer to the the silverware drawer. There was mm-hmm. no knives or forks, yeah. but there were spoons. And yeah. I, I ended up stabbing him in the head with the spoon. It was like a that's a good spoon. It was like, it was like that's we, one of those grapefruit spoons. They're really sharp with the yeah. serrated sides. No, just regular spoon. Okay, I'm just pretty strong. He's it, just a real soft melon head. His head was like a fucking carton of ice cream. <laughs> The carton, not the ice cream. Got him. So I always eat the shell. So <laughs> the portrait of the man laid forgotten on the psychiatrist's desk for a few days until one day another patient recognized the face and said the man had often visited him in his dreams. He also claimed he had never seen the man in his waking life. Okay. So that's kind of another like, oh shit, they might have just like. Yeah, but maybe he did. Maybe he did, but he swore. This David, guy, this guy, this guy's just really forgettable, a, and he's just like, oh. You don't swear to a psychiatrist if you don't want to face repercussions, okay? He's not a liar. Oh, yeah. So the psychiatrist decided to send the portrait to some of his colleagues that have patients with recurrent dreams. Within a few months, four patients recognized the man as a frequent pr- uh, presence in their own dreams. All of the, fa- all of the patients referred to him as... This man. Okay. So this man loves crawling your tiny little dreams in your brain. I like it. That's what that's his MO. I hope I get to see this man. So bef- now I kind of want to tell you um, some of the dreams that he perforated. You know, he he, okay. he infiltrated. Yeah. So, um, and David, I have to tell you. Did he have a striped sweater? Some of these. Little top hat? Little, I, little fedora? I thought about the Freddy Krueger similarity because he... He's kind of st- jacking his steez a little bit. Okay. Except, you know, we'll find out what he's going to do. But Maybe vice versa. But I have to tell you, David, these stories might get a little horny. That's what I wanted. Okay, so here we go. So here's the first one. It says, quote, I dreamt of this man when I was in the 10th grade. He hasn't been in any recurring dreams, just one very memorable and terrifying dream. In my dream, I was stuck in a room sitting on a stool. A few feet away from me... Was the stool upside down? (laughs) No, it wasn't. A few feet away from me, there was a television set. I was visited by two men I had never seen before. Not this man. It wasn't this man. It was just two regular dudes. And they both attacked me. I woke up covered in sweat and tears, and I was screaming. I somehow fell back asleep. Then I found myself back in the room. That's Mm kind of like what you're talking about, where there's a reoccurring thing. Yeah. So, and then she goes... I started screaming and crying. Then this man showed up on the screen. I begged him not to harm me. He didn't change his blank expression or speak. <laughs> he sl- or his speak? <laughs> no. His speech? No, he didn't change his. his oh, did I say speech? No. Oh, <laughs> no, he didn't change his blank expression or speak. Oh, okay. And then the next sentence goes: He slit my throat and I woke up. I suppose he let me out of the nightmare, 
but I couldn't stop thinking about him for weeks. I still have some of the stre- uh, sketches I drew of him. I know it's kind of weird. I've had weird weird dreams, but I've never woken up and merely sketched something. <laughs> if you're doing that, that's a bad sign. You never met this man, though. This I man will make I'm, you an artist. I'm just saying, if you are having nightmares so bad that the first thing you do when you wake up is sketch, then go see someone. <laughs> but I just think it's great how he, he got her throat slit, and she's like, Man, he really helped me out. <laughs> he really let me off easy. He's like, he got me. He wanted me to find the exit. And he's like, maybe he just wanted to slit your throat because he's yeah. a bad dude. And they're like, no. He <laughs> no, 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 no. No, he had no expression. I no, no. He never spoke. That's what normal people do. want to help you. Mm-hmm. So that was the first one. And it, that one wasn't very horny, but it's going to get horny in, Good. in a few minutes. Been yeah. waiting for it. So here's the next one. I fell in love with him. From the very first time I saw him in my dream. Even... (laughs) By the way, you haven't seen what he looks like. I can't wait. Should I Google it real quick? No, I'm just going to show you right here. (laughs) I think I went to school with that guy. So if you guys want to know what this man looks like, I'm sorry I didn't tell you. He kind of looks like a tiny little monkey guy who is like balding. He looks like a normal middle-aged man with just many features very extreme. But he also looks like he for his head is too tiny. It looks like he's like four or five or something like that. He looks like a little guy. He looks like a little tiny guy. Very not attractive, I have to say so myself. Nah, I mean, he's not, I wouldn't say he's ugly. He's just kind of wormy. He's a little wormy. He's yeah. a little worm boy, you know? He's this guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's an accountant. He's that guy. He's this man. So, like I said, I fell in love with him <laughs> from the very first time I saw him in my dream. Even though, if you think about it, I must admit, he's really ugly. And yet, each and every time, he sweeps me off my feet with his romantic gestures and sweet words. So he's talking in this dream. Okay. He buys me flowers, jewelry. He takes me out to dinner or to the beach to watch the sunset. He's the type of dream you take home to your mom and pa. He really is. Yeah. He's this man. Until he kills your family. <laughs> he slit your throat. He's like, I was helping you. Why the, are you, you so needed, mad at me? You needed this. <laughs> so so uh, here's the next one. That was the, kind of the end of that uh, little one. Okay. This one is probably my favorite. Not my favorite. The last one's my favorite. But this is runner up. I dreamt of this man was Brazilian and very handsome. Mm. He was a school teacher type with six fingers on his right hand. He said... It's good for teaching. <laughs> he said if the U.S. had a nuclear disaster, go north. <laughs> okay. Does that mean go to Canada? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know the school teacher type, they all have six fingers and they just tell you if there's an atom bomb to go north? Yeah. You know. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Except for Denver. Yeah, but that's one of the big ones to get bombed. Is it? I think so. Really? Yeah, I think it's like L.A., Denver, and like, yeah. Why Denver? Is there like some shit there that we don't know about? It's a big city. I know they got the thing underneath the airport. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder what they got down there. Yeah. So I just thought it was so funny that he had six fingers and it didn't add anything to the story, but like, hey, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. This man's changing up a little bit. I could tell he had six fingers because he had six of those peach rings around each (laughs) finger. I counted because I wanted one of those peach rings so bad. This man fed me olives on his fingertips. Oh, I ate six. I can usually only eat five. And then when that sixth came around, I really noticed because I was too full. I knew he was something special around that time. (laughs) So, So here's the next one. I have seen this man in three completely different dreams. 
He was slightly different from the picture, but I recognized him immediately. He appeared suddenly and disappeared in the same manner. His message in all three of my dreams was, It's all over. That was repeated three times in each dream. Mm, okay. So he's a little threatening, too. A little I bit. can't tell if he's good or bad right now. You know what I mean? He's definitely horny. And he definitely slit someone's throat, so that's a little telltale sign. Yeah. And here is my favorite one, David... God, I I feel like I wrote this story for you for I'm this excited. one. Okay, ready? It's it's quick, so you have to really I'll, I'll pay attention. Hang on to every word. I have never had homosexual relationships <laughs> or even fantasies, but I dream about having sex scene with this man all the time. I think that's a typo. I must <laughs> admit he has a lot of imagination and he pleases me. Sometimes when I wake up, I discover I have had a nocturnal emission. Oh, <laughs> those can be bad. Why did he got the six figure, baby? <laughs> the six figure. I mean, that's what God didn't give us six fingers just for that reason. <laughs> that is so fucking crazy. I love how I I dream about having sexing with this man. I left that in there because I I really like the you know the language barrier in there. The illiteracy. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's a language barrier, not just illiteracy, because that guy has never had sex scene before in his life if he spells it like that. He might. I like how he prefaces it. He's like, I have never had homosexual relationships or even fantasies. You're like, yeah. dude, what is a dream? Yeah. Like, I don't know what else to tell you, but Your mind's doing that. You might not be a homosexual, but this man can do that to you. Yeah. So He's like that sexy lizard man. Is he? Maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is. He is. The one that throws dogs that one say it correctly this <laughs> eats a dog a dog one dog yeah so those were like some of the you know the clientele stories that they're that they're spewing off to tell you about this man when he went viral a little bit you know but they also had some theories about what was going on here and here are three of my favorite ones um there's only a couple of them but um the first one's called religious theory okay and it says according to this theory the man is the image of the creator that is said uh that is to say one of the forms in which god manifests himself today this is the reason why his indications and the words he utters during the dreams should be decidedly followed by the dreamers so he said like go north it's all over so it's very like they're basically saying he's he's a manifestation of god in your dreams okay so you should definitely listen to him and like take his advice mm -hmm. second one is a dream surfer theory it says it is the most interesting theory and the one that has the greatest implications but it has also the lowest scientific credibility according to this theory the man is a real person he can enter people's dreams by means of specific psychological skills. Some believe that in real life this man looks like the man in the dreams. Others think that the man in the dreams looks completely different from his real-life counterpart. Some people seem to believe the, uh, that behind the man there is a mental conditioning plan developed by a major corporation. It's all it all goes back to the corporations. It's Bezos. It's goddamn Bezos. Give us back Spider Man and this man. Bezos, if you don't <gasps> give us back Sp Spider Man and leak that hog photo, I'm gonna lose it. I know why he's doing it. Why? Jeff Bezos pulled Spider Man and he's mm -hmm. like, I got a better superhero for you. 
The dream man. This man. This man. He's now, a dream spider, man. Spiders are old news. This is in. Spiders are gross. No one likes spiders. <laughs> but, pizza Pizza Parker? Four we're foot, done. Four foot five guys with six fingers that'll slit your throat to help you out. They're in. That's, that's, a, that's a hero if I've ever heard of one. Now that'll give you a nocturnal emission, I tell you. Yeah. So the last one is dream imitation theory. And this is a scientific uh, psycho-sociological uh, theory which claims that this phenomenon has arisen casually and has progressively developed by imitation. Mm-hmm. Basically, when people are exposed to this phenomenon, they become so deeply impressed that they are they start seeing this man in their dreams. So they get so see, goddamn horny. They, they they just want that nocturnal emission. They want they, the, they want that. They see him on the poster and they're like, "Man, I could really have some homosexual." Doing this myself I've is too never... much work. I just want the dreams to take take care of it. I got my depends ready. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, that's a lot of soakage. Okay. The sheets are off the bed. Okay. <laughs> I sleep in a kiddie pool at night I've got just a, in case. Got a tarp ready. <laughs> so um, from January 2006 until today, at least 2,000 people have claimed that they have seen this man in their dreams in many cities all over the world, including Los Angeles, Berlin, uh, Beijing, Rome, Barce- Barcelona, Barcelona, Stockholm, Paris, New Delhi, and Moscow, etc. No, they're all over the place. At the moment, there is no uh, there is no relation or common trait among the people that have dreamed of seeing this man. Moreover, no living man has ever been recognized as resembling the man of the portrait by the people who have seen this man in their dreams, which is a little bit more like mm, they have looked at some people and go you kind of look like this man but no one's i guess well, I mean, like so the, the this man since uh i mean people listening could google him real quick he doesn't really have any super defining characteristics to be fair i honestly think that they took a bunch of like people and they put them in like a common generator you know like the thing where it's like yeah what will people look like in 50 years and they the just like, took all the races exactly <laughs> vin diesel what is he i don't know he's He's amazing. He's what you, if it happens if you take all the races and put them together. No, that's that's the Rock. No, he's like clearly Hawaiian. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a whole South Park episode. Is he? Okay. I mean, the one when the people come back from the fu- from they come from the future the and they all look guy. like they the all look orange. like the Rock. Well, is Vin Diesel orange? Chicken sandwich. Exactly. I'm not gonna say the Rock is orange, but he's closer to being orange than uh, Vinny D. I don't know. They're pretty. Vinny D needs more Sunny D. But like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. So I'd have to say, in conclusion, our brains can re- can create grandioso dreamscapes and scenarios while we slumber. But it is generally believed that our brain cannot create the faces of the people we meet in the dreams from scratch. Meaning that whatever face we see in our dreams is a face that we have seen before. Whether it's the face of your best friend or a person you peripherally noticed while walking down the sidewalk, every face is stored in your memory. So do you know about that, by the way? Yeah. So they say that you can't create new new faces. You can create like landscapes and everything, but every face in your dream is somebody you've seen before. And that's question, but that's what people believe. Okay. So this begs the question we all have about this man. Is this man a real person who you have walked by before in your life, or is he something much more? I think he kind of looks like that one actor that was in Deadpool, who is the one that was like hunting him down to like join the uh, the thing. 
What? Francis? No, not uh, Francis. Ajax? No, no, no. The remember like the weird kind of wormy guy that uh was like here like join like uh, he was like, Oh, you know you're sick, the guy, join us. He's the he's the he's guy. He's in from, a lot of things, but he's in um the uh don't tell me, don't tell me. He's in Dude Where's My Car, he's in Zoltan. Yeah. That actor. Also, I don't, um, he's in a lot of weird little roles. The Tim Allen movie where they go to space. What's that one called? Space Quest. Yeah, he's in that too. Space Quest? Yeah, I think but so. But I feel like the drawing kind of looks like that actor. Kind of, yeah. But like I was saying, this is my magnum opus okay. paragraph, so I have to Whoa. get back to this. It's a lot of praise. I just mean like this is – I try to make it dramatic. Yeah, you know? I know what you do. So it says, begs the question about this man. Is this man a real person who have walked by before in your life, or is he something much more? Is he something – not human or ah fuck (laughs) is he so i fucked it up wait just keep going i don't care is he something not human but not fiction either something that lives on a different plane or in a different universe something that is neither good or evil but is given a new purpose with each dream he is welcomed into or is he just a man maybe when you fall asleep tonight you can finally get your answers. Well, that's only if you see this man. I think he's just the embodiment of 5G. So I want <laughs> The actor is Jed Rees. He kind of looks like this guy. Holy shit. He does. <laughs> he looks like Jed Rees. He does look like him. He's, he's Glenn from The Ringer. You guys thought from Burger King? Right in the middle. I, I used to work at Burger King. Remember that guy? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's it. But no, he the this man looks like the actor Jed Rees a little bit. Oh. So I want to say this last thing about this man because I I found this after I got done writing it. So they have thisman.org, which is a website that you can go to yeah, learn yeah, about yeah, this man. Mm-hmm. And in 2010, Andre Natella, Italian marketer, original creator of the website thisman.org, confirmed that this man was a hoax. That was part of a guerrilla marketing stunt. Some sources say it was meant to promote a film by the same name by Brian Bertino, writer-director of The Strangers, great movie, okay, and Ghost House Pictures. Um, that's the production company. Okay, I was going to say, that sounds like a production company. Yeah, that's owned by Sam Raimi. They've done Drag Me to Hell. They did... Uh, they did the strangers. They did a bunch of like horror movies and stuff like that. Okay, but it, the movie never never came to fruition. But this is where it gets even more interesting. Even after Nutella's confirmation of the hoax, serious coverage of this man continued into the mid 2010s from publications like the Epoch Times and Vice Magazine. Both publications contacted the site, and Nutella answered their questions as if the site wasn't a hoax. Nutella stated that the ones who came forward and said the site was a hoax was not actually him, but were from the people who were afraid of this man. He also claimed in that same response that he was dealing with legal issues from the psychiatrist who evaluated patient zero due to some leaked information to a journalist. Okay. So basically after he came out, and was like, it's a hoax. He came back out again and was like, no, I was like forced to say that that was like people who were like afraid of like what I found and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So now I don't know where I stand on it. Um, yeah. Very nervous to fall asleep tonight. Mm-hmm. Especially with your issues. I got um, issues. I am so this man. I googled this man. Yes. Just now. 
And when you type in this man on Google, the first autocorrect, to, you know, to fill in the blank, yeah. is this man ate my son. So I had to click on that. <laughs> this funny. I saw that same thing. This brings up a uh, a political campaign kind of button looking thing for Ted Cruz that says this man ate my son. Wait. And then above that, well, okay, so I, I obviously had to click it, and then I thought it was hilarious that it's saying Ted Cruz ate someone's son. And then the first article was a Huffington, a Huff Post. Is that the same thing as Huffington Post? Yeah. Huff Post, um, an article saying Ted Cruz has the strangest response to this man ate my son meme. And he retweeted someone who tweeted him the photo. Do you know what Ted Cruz replied? To this man ate my son? Yeah. What did he say? He was delicious. What? Yeah. That's a verified retweet. Wait. So are we this is all making sense. This man is Ted Cruz. It's possible. This man has He's also the Zodiac pa- killer. He's I mean, why do you think he's so good at slitting throats, dude? I know Zodiac yeah. didn't slit anybody's throat. Uh he, he might have. Sh- no, he shot people. He shot people for sure. Well, he was holding back. He only does that in his dreams. Lover's lane. But yeah. Might be Ed Edwards. Sorry, I had I had to add that in there. I, d- I couldn't not. So you guys heard it first. If this man's in your dream, He's only trying to seduce you so he could eat your son. You know, you look at the you look at the this man and you put it right next to Ted Cruz. Oh my god. But they no. They okay. don't look alike, but they're exact polar opposites. Hmm. What are you trying to say? That it's an obvious cover up. Well, I have a better conclusion. <laughs> this man ate my son refers to a child, right? You would hope so. What's a child before it's a child? It's a baby, correct? Uh typically. What's a baby before a baby? Sperm. It's a sperms. Mm-hmm. And oh, what is, what is the one say? good thing that this man was good at? Nocturnal fucking emissions. There you go. Bingo, bango, bongo. He was the pleasure king. Six-fingered six finger man. Six-finger jack. <laughs> I mean, it's all, I, are we about to get murdered? If, if, if the next episode doesn't come out, people, this is, this is these are your answers. We found out about this man. Yep. So... You All heard right. it here first. <laughs> Should I get into my story here? This is a weird story, ain't it? Yeah, I'm gonna just gonna we're gonna we're gonna go on to my story now. <laughs> Can't do it. All right, so tell me we we live in the beautiful Los Angeles area, right? Yes. What's one of your most favorite things about LA? Um, I like I like the beaches and the sun. Well, it's funny you say that because my story has to do with the beach. Oh. Um, we're you know we're lucky enough to live so close to the beach. I've lived in uh, landlocked states, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that because most of them have beautiful lakes. And personally, I probably take a lake over by the, the way, ocean. I fucking hate the beach. I don't like sand. I like a nice pool better. It's coarse and it's rough. It hurts it my is. skin. It sticks to me. But I have to say, because I live in California, and everyone's yeah. like, "You a surfer?" I'm like, "Do I fucking look like a surfer?" <laughs> but yeah, so. We're lucky that we can go to the beach if we decide to. Um, you know, we could set some chairs, some big old umbrellas, crack open a few cold ones with some friends, sling a disc around. You know, there's endless things you can do at the beach. But there are a few things that can easily ruin your trip to the beach. There could be pesky kids blaring their hippity hop music, smoking their vapes, blowing fat clouds as they do the floss dance. Mm. And, but, you know... There's more corporate, you know, there's there's more people out there than just the teenagers ruining shit. Things like nature. Nature ruins shit? It could. And I'm not talking about the goddamn seagulls. 
I hate the seagulls. I hate the seagulls, but I'm not going to talk about them today. Anti-seagull, anti-wasp. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Uh, not the seagulls. Mm, crabs. I'm talking about the constant Coconut nuisance crabs. of the damn beached whales. Uh, <laughs> Aren't you just tired of being like, oh, I can't wait to get to the beach. You get there's a goddamn beached whale. Right in my favorite spot. Right in your spot. I dug a hole there yesterday. What the fuck? Um, interesting, though. I went out to Bodega Bay, which is in Northern California. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is west of San Francisco. Okay. And I went out there to go boogie boarding because I definitely don't know how to surf. Like I said, I am not a surfer. And up there, it, we have a triangle up there that's like full of sharks, basically. That's sick. So it's the shark triangle or yeah. some shit like that. And basically, there was a dead seal on washed up on the beach with a huge bite taken out of it. Okay. And we still went in the water. And I came back out of the water afterwards, and I had a yellow boogie board. And this like crazy-ass like beach bum homeless guy came up to mm-hmm. me, and he goes, Oh, you got yourself a yellow boogie board. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you know what we call that over here? I'm like, what? And he's like, yum, yum, yellow. He's like, the sharks love the yellow. And I was like, are you serious? And I don't think like, that's true. I know. I asked somebody, if somebody like else. Like a seal like, color. They're like, I don't think so. And It'd be like, like a dark gray. But he scared the shit out of me because I was just in the water for like an hour. And, and you didn't get no nibbles. Couldn't got eight. Well, so there's one story about beached whales that comes very close to where I grew up in Oregon. And this is the story of the Florence, Oregon beached whale. Oh, you guys, is it still there? <laughs> well, on November 9th, 1970... So, no, it's not still there. They preserved it. Yeah. So, in 1970, a 45-foot-long, 8-ton sperm whale washed up on the coastline. <gasps> sperm whale. This man. Mm-hmm. So, this whale was... Uh, this whale. <laughs> the whale was dead long before it washed up. So, I guess it's not technically a beach whale, but it's definitely a giant dead whale on the beach. So, they do they do float because they fill up with, like, gases. I was going to yeah. say, don't they sink? But they definitely float. I saw a guy doing a dance on a dead whale one time. Yeah. You seen that? Yeah. It's cool. I think. And uh, um, so, yeah, it washed up. And uh, it had been so long since a whale had washed up in that area that officials didn't know exactly what to do with it. We eat it. What do we do? We ate it? Well, they came up with some ideas. Could they bury the whale? Pinocchio stuck inside. Go get him. No, they couldn't bury it. No. Nope. Um, you know, that's that's not as easy as it sounds to bury a whale in sand. Because um, typically when you bury, you try to bury things. It'll decompose. Not just that, but the the waves could re- Uncover it. Yeah. Um... So you'd have to bury it really deep, especially a 45-foot long eight ton pound whale would be really and you hard can't to move bury. it too you just have to like dig a hole in the sand and like do like a little push move yeah so uh they had another idea and um that would be to cut it up and uh try to move to other places mm-hmm. but you really can't do that either because it's 1970 and they didn't have any knives back then they didn't have knives back then everyone used sharp rocks yeah, so, well, no. Okay. Also, also, if you cut into a whale after it's been decomposing, it explodes from the inside because it's full of gases. Yeah. And I think I know where you're going with what the fuck they did with this whale. So, the main problem is why they couldn't cut it open was that no one would volunteer to get that close to it. And as soon as you cut it open, like, the smell would just get ten times worse. Oh, yeah, it's fucking gross. And, and it would probably get all over you, too. Oh, yeah, and then you smell like dead whale for the rest of your life. <laughs> Which. Honey. <laughs> the axe body no, spray ain't working no more. There is no honey at that point. Um, <laughs> then they had the idea of burning the body, but agreed that they were not sure 
if the actual like whale would burn. Well, doesn't like don't they use like whale blubber to like light lamps back in the day? So that would burn yeah. for like a motherfucker long. Maybe, time. maybe not. Um, they didn't want to risk the chance of the smell becoming worse yeah. and possibly traveling more into town. You want to heat up something dead. Yeah, and in my experience, most things smell worse when they burn. Unless we're talking about that sweet, sweet Uncle Randy's rash plant he grows in the bathroom and smokes under the stars during the <laughs> summer. But besides that, most things you burn don't smell good. What's a rash plant? Don't worry about that. <laughs> so yeah, burning it was out of the question. Uh, so what else could the town of Florence do? Will they just have to live with the eternal smell of a dead whale? I mean, you just wait for the birds to come at it. Well, the birds have a part to do with it. Um, A man named George Thornton was a highway engineer, and he was put in charge of the operation. And his final decision... He's like, highway? Fuck. (laughs) Well, because Highway ain't too different from a whale, if I last checked. Well, that's what's so crazy, is that it was so close to the highway that they had jurisdiction. Oh, no fucking way. Yeah, they they didn't... It was just like, oh, this is up to them, I guess. Because there's no, like... I mean, (laughs) it's either them or the lifeguards. Yeah, lifeguards are what? Going to put fucking sunscreen on mouth to mouth yeah (laughs) so uh his final decision of how to remove the whale was to blow that motherfucker up with dynamite exactly yeah i feel like i've seen something comparable to this you've maybe seen a video no because it looked fairly newer okay it seems like people really took this took a liking to this method after this 1970 move well, okay, so Thornton was positive that by using enough dynamite, the whale would disintegrate, and whatever was left over by, of the whale would be eaten by seagulls and, and I quote, other scavengers. The little coconut crab. Exactly. Carry the boner over to the, to the burrow. Those whale bones are heavy, but not for the coconut crab. No, no, no. There was one issue with the plan, and uh, that is that George Thornton told an interviewer that he um, was not so sure about how much dynamite was needed because he was a, a highway engineer. He's like, uh, he's like, so how, how much dynamite do you think we need? Holds out his arms as far wide as he can go. This much. We need this much. Uh, I'll kind of measure things and uh, how wide my arms can go. <laughs> We're talking about fish, right? It was about this big. <laughs> um, so not only did Thornton not exactly know how much dynamite he needed, but he also added that he was chosen to remove the whale because his supervisor had gone hunting. <laughs> oh, so he wasn't even, not a, even, he wasn't even the boss man. <laughs> no. He Has was he... just like second. He was uh, assistant to the assistant dynamite whale blower. Upper. So I have a question though. Mm-hmm. Did highwaymen deal with dynamite before? Because I know they have to build tunnels. So they sometimes blow up like, you know, like railroad guys used to do dynamite to like build through like mountains and shit like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, I don't think so. It's the 70s. I feel like they're not building any more roads that require you to blow up a hole in a mountain. Yeah. That was the the hard work. Yeah. Back in the... So like, yeah, this guy might not have been qualified to do this, but because his superior was hunting, it was like, oh yeah, I got this shit. Um... (laughs) A so a charge of one half short of a ton of dynamite was chosen by Thornton to be enough. (laughs) So it was like I think it was like four hundred and fifty. For how much? How many pounds is in a ton? I don't. It was I don't. Four hundred fifty sticks of dynamite. No, 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 no. no. So it was like say five hundred is half a ton. Yeah. It was like 450. So it was like 50 short from being half a ton. Oh, so I So it's basically I see, I see. half a ton. Okay. 
So, yeah, he thought that little less than half of a ton was enough to liquefy the 8-ton, 45-foot-long sperm whale. Uh, so, yeah. How, he, can we Google how many pounds are in a ton? I'm very curious right now. I don't now. care. Okay, fuck <laughs> you, dude. So, believe it or not, a military veteran with explosives training who happened to be in the Florence area warned them um, that the planned 20 cases of dynamite was way too much. And that in his professional opinion, 20 sticks would be enough, um, which would have been about eight and a half pounds. So so you have a military explosive expert telling you eight and a half pounds of dynamite would be enough, um, which would be about 20 sticks. But you say, nah, uh, do you know, you know, we need 20 cases, not sticks. So we need half a ton. Now this is coming into play. It's a good thing I Googled it because mm-hmm. half a ton of dynamite is a thousand pounds. Yeah. So they're he's saying, saying eight, eight pounds a, is enough? Eight and a half. What is gonna happen to this fucking whale? So <laughs> the dynamite I wanna know placement of the dynamite too. Do we get in a placement of where they stuck the shit? I didn't see that. Okay. Uh, I mean anywhere near it. I mean, they probably, like... Under it, oh, yeah, in it. Exactly. It was probably a Thanksgiving turkey. So the dynamite was detonated on November 12th around 3.45 p.m. The explosion was caught on film by Portland's own KATU, also known as K2 News. Um, they're still around. With the news reporter named Paul Linman. In Linman's voiceover, he joked that the landlubber's newsman became the land blubber newsman because because the blast blasted blubber behind all believable bounds. Oh, shit. Okay. That was his joke. Let's uh, work on that one. I what's think it's a pretty good quote. What's his name, Paul? Uh, yeah, Paul Linman. Is it Paul? Paul Linman. Okay. Uh, the explosion caused larger pieces of the blubber to land near buildings and in parking lots for the beach that were located a decent distance away. So it, like, Ooh. yeeted this shit everywhere boom 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 want you in my room exactly um sure i want you in my parking lot so only some of the whale was disintegrated for the most part and a lot of the a lot of it remained on the beach for oregon highway division workers to clear away um it was also noted by linman that the scavenger birds and birds and animals they uh, the officials were banking on to come to the rescue were terrified and scared by the blast, so they never showed up. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, my God. I mean, they just blew, like, this fucking giant... Yeah, I bet yeah. no birds came for, like, miles and miles and miles. Like, So this is my favorite part right here. If you didn't think that was enough, the military explosive expert who told the men that they were using way too, di- too, way too much dynamite had his brand new car flattened by a chunk of flying blubber, <gasps> and it was said that he had just bought the car at a... Get a whale of a deal promotion at a nearby dealership. No way. Why did he? Sh- I guess he showed up to try to get them to stop. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm not going to drive away now. I want to see he's, what happens. Yeah, he's warning them, but he's like, I've got to watch this. And then half the whale land on his car. That's a big chunk. Yeah. I mean, sure, it's a nice little sports car. I mean, but still, that's all. Good big. luck getting that blubber out of the upholstery. He's lucky he didn't get hit. Yeah. So, uh, Linman ended his new story by saying, it might be concluded that should a whale ever wash up ashore in Lane County again, those in charge would not only remember what to do, they'll certainly remember what not to do. 
honestly, if I was that guy, I would be like, yeah, the more the better. Like, it, there'll be less pieces if I put more dynamite. But Which makes sense. But yeah. you don't also realize that, like, everything will fly further if it doesn't explode correctly. Yeah, exactly. Like, that big chunk can can break off and get outside of the blast radius. Now, like, everything that's flying outside from the pressure is just, like, launching this giant piece of yeah. blubber to flatten a car. It's like, yeah. Jesus Christ. So later that day, um, the lead engineer, Thornton, told Eugene Register Guard, that's my hometown, shout out Eugene, mm -hmm. uh, it went just exactly right, except for the blast funneled by a hole in the sand under the whale, and that <laughs> some of the whale chunks were blown towards spectators and their cars. <laughs> oh, because there was a hole underneath the whale? Yeah. There's so like an it area. created like a vac uh, like a little pressure pocket or something like something that. Something like that. Hey, I ain't no science man. I can't live up this well to check for holes. Uh, so after this eventful day, Thornton was promoted to the Medford Police several months after the accident. Oh, then they reported him. Well, and, uh, after it happened, they're like, "Oh yeah, here, go to go to Medford." And as someone who has spent time in both towns, I would say landing the job in Florence would be a bit more enjoyable than Medford. So it's more of a demotion. Don't you, don't you talk shit on Medford. I'm just saying, Medford isn't my favorite. Oh, is that where all the booby traps are? That's just my opinion. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Lindman contacted Thornton in the mid '90s and reported that Thornton felt the operation had uh, been an overall success. But for the most part, he's alone on that. Most people did not consider it a good, uh, <laughs> a, a, a good operation. So you guys got a show, right? I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even crush the new pussy's car. You gotta give me a fucking high five. <laughs> so currently, the Oregon's State Parks Department policy is to bury a whale carcass where they land, and if the sand is not deep enough, they will relocate it to another beach, which. I don't really get how they do that. I saw how family, I would just push that bitch back do, into the water. <laughs> you saw a family guy try to do it that one time where they tried to Peter tried to push the whale back in the ocean with the forklift and he just impaled it and lifted it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know how you do it either, honestly. I think yeah. maybe you get some like helicopters involved and you some yeah. you strap some stuff, but you can't even get it underneath. It's like I don't know. Yeah. It's very interesting. You can't yeah. move a whale at all, you can't roll it over. Yeah. Um, there was a, a small news article, I believe, in Taiwan. They did it, too. They blew it up. But um, I guess it was more of an issue of its gases that were building inside of it while it was yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it blew yeah. up. And they also did a uh, a joke about it in the Reno 911 movie about trying to blow up the Oh, whale. my and that fucking was based God. Off of it. That might have been the, the thing I saw. Yeah. Oh, my God. And there there is a video of them blowing up the whale. And uh, I believe in 2004, uh, a new footage, like new footage of it was uploaded somewhere and it like spread like wildfire and people thought that it was recent and people are like pissed about it and stuff. And they found out that the footage was actually like 25 years old. In the 70s. Yeah. Maybe I did see it. Jeez. Yeah. But they, no, it goes, the, the whale goes boom. What are they pissed about? It was dead. Yeah. That's PETA. Yeah. They're like, you can't desecrate a corpse, a whale yeah. corpse. What do you want us to do? Build a house inside of it? Jonah, Jonah, Jonah. What? Jonah and the whale. You know, he gets swallowed by the whale. I thought that was Pinocchio. They ripped off Jonah. Okay. Pinocchio ripped off Jonah. Fucking Pinocchio. Anyway. Oh, so is, is, that, is that the end of the whole whale, tra that the is, whale tale? They blew its bitch ass up. 
pull that shit to kingdom come. Yep. Well, I guess that concludes our uh, our our stories for today. We had some this man and some whale tale, and uh, I think you guys got your fill for today for tonight. Where whenever you listen to this right now, so uh, if you guys want more Camp Strange, go to campstrange.com. We got all the hyperlinks there for our Instagram. Twitter and Facebook, and you could also click the contact tab and send us a little riddled story. Send yourself. us a riddle. Send us a riddle. And also, if you guys could, we really appreciate it if you could um, possibly rate, review, and subscribe because that would help us out a lot. David, um, this week I think we're gonna do a little bit of a giveaway because we've been talking about it. I want to give away some shiznet. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out for our – go to our Instagram page because we're going to post it on there, uh, what you guys need to do to win some sweet T-shirts or some sweet mugs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you know, you know, interact with us. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's all fun. It's all good. And, um, David, what, uh, what, what, what else we got? We got piano keys. Which color? Cherry. <laughs> um, we got a bottle rocket that we taped to an action figure. It's flying. Yeah, it's also Spawn. Oh, shit. Those spawn are Spawn action figures. Every time about the Spawn toy I had as a kid? I had a Spawn toy. I ha- Well, I had multiple, but I had the creepy clown guy. I forget his name. Oh, my God. John Leguizamo. Yeah. Sure. But I don't know I guess name. he did kind of play him. But, um, Fat clown. I He terrified me so much that... Um, <laughs> I had this large case thing that had a uh, like a skeleton in it for like studying. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, like, yes. and so I would put the case thing over him and I duct tape it down at night. <laughs> you thought he was gonna come out of the case? I was too young to have the toy. <laughs> this was like Toy Story time. <laughs> I didn't trust that motherfucker. Um, what speak, else we got? Speaking of clowns, we've got hot dogs. We got a Great Barrier Reef full of cooked tuna. We got Jeff Bezos' dick pic. <laughs> I think we've had that before. Bez hog. Bez hog. We have a chinchilla with alopecia. We have Donald Trump's birth certificate. We have a Chinese finger trap that you put on with your mother-in-law. Oh, you're oh, not getting out of this no, you're one. Not. You're stuck with your fucking mother-in-law. <laughs> We've got... <laughs> oh, man. We got a lot of lighter fluid. Too much lighter fluid that it's uh, something you should be worried about. Don't do that. Stop we got that. a little Wayne intro. So stop it. Okay, I think that's You don't it. know how many times I've had to edit that out. Yeah, I like to play with fire. You're not cool. Anyway, I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's it for it. Uh, David, you got anything else to say? Um, sharpen your pencils before class. Don't interrupt that shit with that noisy-ass sharpener. No one wants to hear it, trying Eric. Sh- just trying to show off your fit in the front of the class. Eric, stop it. And don't forget to... Stay strange. <laughs>